It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by... My name is Randy Herring, and I'm the author of The Fitness Mindset, Seven Habits for Peak Performance. Buy my book to build strong, healthy habits and transform your mind and your body. Hello, and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Jenke, joined today by Mindy Ruddick. Mindy, how's it going today? Second time on the show. It's going fantastic. How are you today? Great, great. Uh, we are just talking about different uh, different topics, and I think we settled on a good one. First, uh, give a quick introduction for people who haven't seen the first episode of who you are and, and what you do. Hi, I'm Mindy Ruddick. I'm a women's wellness coach. I'm also a martial artist. I teach yoga. I'm a massage therapist. I have a, a rather extensive, oddly put together resume, but it all comes down to wellness and in the long run movement. Absolutely. Wellness and movement. They're all related. You're doing a lot of different modalities, but they're all related for sure. And I think that is a good segue for what we wanted to talk about today. Anything you're trying to achieve, whether it's success in martial arts or preventing those tight knots that are in our shoulders and backs that you're working on with your massage, uh, or even, you know, kids sports, anything like that is you, you can't build a house on a crooked foundation or you can, but it's not going to be a straight and strong house. Right. Absolutely so, not. Uh, I, I think I love how general this is because, because you and I, you know, I do posture alignment, fitness, core training, stuff like that. And I think both of us have examples of you can't build a house on a crooked foundation. How would you describe this when you're talking to maybe like a parent of one of the one of the martial art kids or maybe you're giving someone a massage and they have some imbalances you so can't with my yeah. with my parents of students with the parents it comes down more to you can't your crooked foundation can't be so you want changes in your students behavior you want them to listen better you want them to understand better well that can't just come from one 45 minute class a week the foundation has to come from everything they're doing. Yes, I'm going to reinforce and I'm going to teach new guidelines and new rules or different ways of saying things. But if they're only hearing it from me, then, then it's not going to go forth and it's not going to work for them. When it comes to a student learning a new move, a new technique, I always, I definitely emphasize to them that their foundation has to be strong. Their basics have to be really good. I'm not going to show you a twisting, turning, flying jump kick if your basic front ball kick is messy and has unnecessary movement involved. My massage therapy clients, I'm not going to advise you on ways to stretch and way to move and way to function if every single time you visit me we're still working on getting that same one spot because you're not helping in any way shape or form you're not working on the fundamentals of what needs to happen 
So it goes different ways with age group, modality, and how it needs to be approached. Yeah, hundred percent. I and you know I have four kids, and it's sometimes challenging convincing the kids that they need to work on the basics because again they want to work on that flying jump kick that they saw in the Ninja Turtle movie, right? But and and it's funny too because adults are the same way. I think the adults are maybe a little bit more open to the basics, but they still fight it. So I'm uh, I'm 42 years old, and I pretty sure let's see, yeah, all my clients are older than me. Uh, and I, I tend to attract people who are in like their 50s, 60s, uh, even 70s, because it's the workouts I do are very gentle. They don't require a lot of heavy equipment and they're balancing. And by gentle, I don't mean like easy um, because if you're fitter and more balanced, like your workout will be harder, but it, it's incredible. Like we really want to master this like plateau before we go to the next one. And that word is like a bad word in fitness plateau. Oh, he's hit a plateau. Great. You've hit a plateau. That means you've mastered that level, right? Now let's go to the next one. So you guys do, you guys do the belt system, right? In your, yes, we do. Yes. The belt system is a great example. It's like, you're not going to teach a black belt move to a white belt, right? No, but I will teach a white belt move to a black belt. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. Sometimes we, we skip the the foundation, right? The fundamentals. And sometimes they get to a certain level and they're like, oh, I don't need that information anymore. But that's the, that's information. That's what got you to where you are now. So yeah, you do need to revisit that. It's funny. I am also 42. And I also, when I teach yoga and Tai Chi, I have a tendency of attracting kind of the same age. Uh, My mom takes yoga from me. She's 75. I teach a slow flow meditative style yoga where it's not get into the move, get out the move, get in the move. It's get in the move, do a four count breath, mm-hmm. move out. The, it's a little bit more of a, like you said, a gentle, it's not, I mean, it's still as intense, yeah. but it's, it's more gentle on the bodies and they still need to know the basics of a warrior pose or the basics of how I need to lengthen my neck and create space, but they're just learning it in a different way. Right, right. I think that's huge. Uh, learning, you know, even just how to contract a specific muscle and, and you know, without contracting everything at the same time. I, I just think that's a really interesting concept, that directionality where you wouldn't teach a black belt move to a white belt but absolutely, if you're a black belt, you're advanced, you've been doing it for years. All right, we're gonna do the basics. And I'm thinking of a couple of things. Um, I played basketball for a lot of years and that was always the first thing. You have to go to your footwork. You have to go to the basics. You can't be doing slam dunks and behind the back, no look passes until you know how to do like a jump stop and stop mm-hmm. on two feet, look, look. And all those more creative moves come from that. And I'm even thinking of like, I don't know why my mind went here, but like um, non-fitness, non-health related things, like just day-to-day living with people, you know, manners, like adults learning manners, you know, (sighs) things like that. So, you know, because people, you know, driving road rage, stuff like that, you know, sometimes we all need to go back to the basics and remember those things that we're teaching our children even. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it all comes down to, I mean, 
fundamentals. It's a word we use a lot. I don't always like the word basics because it's it sim simplifies it too much. Yeah, maybe. but fundamentals, it's like you're laying something down. That's why I like saying to my students, it's the foundation. You don't want it crooked. We do a lot of, in martial arts, it's stances. It's how you stand. Yeah. And if your basic horse stance is crooked or your knees are pointed out or your knees are collapsing in or your body's not upright, how can you move from that? How can you build from that? So it's all, and yeah, like you said, adults, manners, that's an interesting one. <laughs> <laughs> right, is that, what is that book? Everything I learned, everything I need to know I learned in kindergarten. Yes. It, the, the foundation, the foundational principles, I think in whatever we are trying to learn, whether it is fitness or anything else, I, I think the 80-20 rule or even like the 90-10, right? Like, you know, if you learn just the basics, that'll, that'll take you 80% and it'll get you pretty far in a lot of things. So what are, what are some of the basics in, let's say yoga? What are some of, some of your basic yoga practices, yoga moves, breathing? Uh, I say breath. Finding your breath and allowing yourself to stop chest breathing. This goes to Tai Chi also. Don't take a breath into your chest. Actually imagine taking a breath down into your belly and it filling up like a balloon. Now you've taken your shoulders out of the action and you can just focus a little differently. So learning the breath will create the relaxation. And with Tai Chi, we move very slowly. And it has to be connected to the breath because if you're breathing too fast, you're gonna hyperventilate. You might even get a little loopy, but if you're doing slow controlled breaths, it's easier to control your movement. With yoga, going from the breath, um, an upright seated position, we call it easy pose. Parents call it crisscross applesauce. I had a student call it crisscross ninja sauce. So I like that one, <laughs> um, but ninja just being sauce. able to sit balanced in a comfortable seated upright position can go a long way because you're bringing your core into it. You're bringing your stabilizer muscles. You're taking your legs out of it, yep. but you're working those obliques, like those, all those important muscles that need to be maintained and get neglected. And with proper belly breathing, you are using those stabilizing muscles a little differently and focusing in, you're involving the pelvic floor even a little bit differently with those deep breaths, which isn't targeted very often at all. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting with belly breathing versus chest breathing. I read an article, this was years ago, about, it, it didn't say necessarily that like, chest breathing will cause a heart attack. It didn't go that far, but it did say it, it analyzed the, the heart attack victims of a certain ward of a hospital. And there were, I think like 48, it was a, you know, not a huge number, but there were a good couple dozen people, uh, 48 heart attack victims and they analyzed their breathing. Every single one of them was breathing up like this. Yeah. Like that stress, it's, it really does induce kind of that fight or flight response. It, puts us into that sympathetic nervous system, not good for the heart. Oh. And again, not saying that causes anything, but there's definitely at least a correlation, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, yoga is very powerful. Foundations. So um, 
Mindy, what would you say, let's go a little bit bigger picture. I think um, just kind of wrapping up the episode and we'll, we'll talk about what you're up to now as well. But what would you say is your message for people on a bigger, let's go really big picture. Uh, how do people get the most out of their lives? I think I, same question as before, right? We are a motivational mm. speaker at a university graduation. <laughs> how to get the most out of your life by Mindy Ruddock. So this, I'm gonna go a little different. I'm gonna say, get out of your own way. Don't be the reason you're not succeeding. Don't talk yourself out of things. Let, if it's meant to happen, it's meant to happen. Um, let it, let it happen. I mean, get, I guess it comes back to follow your intuition listen to what it has to say, but get out of your own way. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, somebody who wants to get in touch with you, whether yoga or Tai Chi or martial arts for the kids or for themselves, how do they get in touch with you? Um, my email address is the wellness path, WWC, which is women's wellness coach at gmail.com. Um, take out Gmail and just do.com. And that's my website. And then I'm on the socials, uh, Instagram and Facebook are the same, the Wellness Path WWC. The Wellness Path WWC, nice. That's one thing actually we didn't really talk about is, is your women's health coaching. What, is that, what does that look like? What does that entail? We'll give a quick plug to that. Um, so I went through burnout a few years ago, pre-pandemic, and I took some time right at the beginning of the pandemic and was able to heal and kind of grow from that and learn hindsight 2020. What were my triggers? What were my symptoms? What were my, what did it look like for me? And now I take that knowledge mixed with everything else I do. And I help women identify what this burnout might look like for them, what, how to come out of it, how to grow from it, how to heal from it. And I, I utilize different different techniques even more I kind of go with and I do energy work I work with crystals and I kind of help guide them along that way it's not all about what I'm doing though it's they're setting goals they're reminding themselves I say they're finding their magic again they're remembering what it was like before that burnout because burnout just takes so much away from you and it's a matter of being able to remember what you were before the burnout. And the burnout's not always from work. It can be from stay, stay at home mom. It can be from outside it. It can be from all sorts of influences and we just identify it and grow from it. Right, awesome, 100%. Well, thank you so much, Mindy, for joining. Again, this is Health in the Real World. Mindy Ruddick, thanks for joining us today, Mindy. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the to learn more.